0: Hey, hey, welcome to Be That, Create That, the podcast where we teach women in leadership to step confidently into their next level in career and life using some intentional action steps so that they can be who they admire and create what they desire. I'm Tree on Top. I'm a leadership performance coach inspired working with women in areas of all leadership and personal development. A true personal development junkie because i have seen the shifts that have happened in my life and in the lives of my clients and teams with these types of tools applied i believe happiness equals progress and fulfillment is then the result so i know with small intentional actions in leading ourselves every day we can make the impact we'd like to see in the world around us through leadership and influence in this podcast you're going to hear everyday leadership lessons from my clients my teams, or my own experiences that have improved communication, culture, collaboration, ultimately creating a ripple effect throughout our networks. So let's get started and let's get intentional. Hey guys, Trianne here for episode three of the Be That, Create That podcast. So excited to have you here and appreciate your time as I know that time is our most valuable asset and I am super grateful that you've decided to spend it with me. I always want to be, you know, aware of your time and make sure that we are constantly learning and then constantly teaching so that we can all be intentional with the time that we have. So today specifically, I wanted to talk about the seven steps to simplify our decision making. And you might say to me, Treanne, what the hell? Like, why are we taking seven steps to simplify (laughs) our decision making? Well, part of the reason is because, again, time being our most valuable asset, we make thousands of decisions a day. And if you haven't heard before, this will maybe be the first time that you've heard of it, is something called decision fatigue. Your brain can only do this or that, this or that, this or that constantly. For a certain amount of time, all day, and think about the number of decisions that you make every single day. This is why people like Mark Zuckerberg, Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, even Jenna Kutcher talks about this. Where they wear, you kind of see them in their advertising. They're wearing the same thing all the time. You know, black T-shirt and jeans, black button-down and jeans, whatever. Because not only has that kind of turned into a brand color for them, so that they are more recognizable. But also, it's one less decision that they have to make. They don't have to think about what am I going to wear today to feel like my best self. It's like I'm going to throw on a black t-shirt and a pair of jeans. So they're not out to impress anybody, right? They have information that they want to share and they have things that they're going after. So that's one less decision that they have to spend their brain power on. So we think about decisions like products that we use, the services that we use, team members that we're sharing our time with. Maybe your decision is coming down to, do I want to join a challenge or do I want to join a new program for my personal growth? You know, if you're a coach or you're a business leader, what should I be teaching? What do I want my content or my product to look like or do? Do I need a new computer? Do I need to look at a new car? Should I hire an assistant? Should I collab with another entrepreneur, etc.? Like we all have our own different decisions that we have to make on different days and as you start to practice the seven step decision making process, it'll begin to just be, you know, second nature where you'll be able to go, okay, I have a decision to make. Let's break it down on a piece of notebook or notebook. I'm a pen to paper girl. So I said nooker, which is hilarious. New word invention. <laughs> so seven steps of our decision making process. The first thing, you know, that we want to do is identify our decision. The second thing, gather some relevant info. Number three, identify alternatives. Four, we're going to weigh in some evidence. Five, we're choosing from our alternatives. Six, we're taking action. And number seven, which is maybe the most important, is really reviewing that decision once we've taken the time to do it. So Robert Frost wrote once, and I know you guys all know this if you've been in a personal development space at all or you took high school literature, (laughs) two roads diverged in a wood and I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. Unfortunately, not every decision is as simple as let's just take this path and see where it goes. That's not the way that it works, especially when you're making a decision related to your business or your team. And don't you agree, you know, that when you are first starting off, every decision really feels like it's a make it or break it. And (coughs) whether you are managing a small team, or you're the head of a large company, Your success and the success of your company depends on you making, quote unquote, the right decisions and learning really quickly from the ones that did not work out the way that you were envisioning. So this decision making process is simple and it helps you make more emotional decision, you know, less emotional decision making and more of like an educated decision making, right? So this decision-making process is like a step-by-step having us really solve problems by looking at the evidence, looking at some alternatives, and then choosing a path from there. It seems really easy, right? Because it is. And it's going to become second nature the more that you practice. So the process also gives us an opportunity at the end to really review whether or not our decision was the best one for where we were at. And, you know, there's a lot of variations of decision making, framework, floating around internet, textbooks, leadership presentations. Like, of course, everybody is going to share with you what they think is the best idea. But for me, this one has worked really well. And specifically at the very end, when I'm reviewing that decision, what I'm really doing is giving myself some grace. First of all, big old pat on the back for making the decision, seeing it through, being a problem solver, being solution minded. But secondly... Also, pat on the back for, you know, having the growth mindset to go, okay, now I made that decision. Was it the best? And could I have done something different that might have given me a different outcome? So the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to identify, I have a decision to make. (coughs) First thing I'm going to do is I have a little cold today, but first thing that you're going to do is you're going to identify the problem that you need to solve or the question you need to answer. Clearly define your decision. What is it that you are trying to choose? And the problem is if you misidentify what the problem is to solve or maybe the problem you've chosen is like too broad, you're going to knock it off the path and you won't be able to get on track to get a very specific goal from your decision. So we want to make sure that we're making that decision and putting some sort of measure or timeliness on it. Number two is you wanna make sure that you're gathering some relevant information. Once you have figured out the decision that you're you're trying to make, it's time to gather the information that is relevant. So you're gonna do some sort of internal assessment, seeing where your group or your team has succeeded and failed in different areas that are related to your decision. And then start to include, you know, information from either other people, past cases or maybe you know an evaluation that you've done from it in the past. <coughs> so here what we would think about is okay, maybe I need to know for our restaurant how I need to change up the menu a little bit. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to say my decision to make is I've got to change my menu, right? I'm going to change my menu and it's got to be clear to the season that I'm around. Um, here's my relevant information. These are the things that people really love to have on our food bar. These are maybe things that have not gone well in the past. These are some things that people regularly ask for. So you want to keep in mind that you can become really bogged down with too much information. It's going to make things complicated. (coughs) So don't get into analysis paralysis. That's going to stop people before they are starting to feel really overwhelmed. The next thing that we're going to do, number three, is to identify some alternatives. So now we have figured out what our decision needs to be. We've gathered some information and we're gonna say, okay, we're gonna identify the different things or the different paths that we could go. So, with some of this relevant information you've now figured out, you're gonna identify as many possible solutions to your problem as you can. And then, usually, there's more than one option to consider when you're trying to meet a goal. For example, if your company's trying to gain more engagement on social media, your alternatives could include paid social. Maybe a change in your organic strategy or maybe a combination of the two. For us, we would identify different alternatives. And my example I use about the restaurant is, you know, different menu items that we'd like to put out. And are we pursuing um, things that are more seasonal or things that are people's favorites? And then we would have to go from there. So number four, we want to make sure that we're weighing in the evidence. So once you have figured out maybe multiple alternatives... You want to look um, for the evidence for and against each one of those alternatives. So, you know, maybe see what different companies have done in the past to succeed in those areas or maybe what you guys have done in the past to succeed in those areas and take a really good look at your own group's wins and losses. Identify some potential downfalls or pitfalls for each of the alternatives and weigh those against the possible rewards. So... If I were to go this way, what are some things that could be a big boost for us? If I were to go this way, which things could be pitfalls for us, right? And then you just have to weigh those two sides and decide which direction that you're going to go. Now, number five, you're choosing among those alternatives. So here's the moment where we go, okay, this one, the pros definitely outweigh the cons, even though I know the cons are there and I can counter those, right? So for us with the food bar thing again, I know that food cost has gotten astronomical so if I decide to change up some recipes or take some things off of our selections what could be the possible outcomes from that and how am I gonna make sure that those things don't go negative how do I make sure that I'm gonna keep them in the positive to make sure that this is a good decision for us number six we're gonna finally take action or implement so This is probably my favorite part of the decision making process because I'm like, okay, I've made a decision. I've made a decision at this point, right? I want to go in this path and this way is going to work and I just know it, right? So once you've made your decision, act on it. I understand that intentions feel really good and really exciting and it feels like you're, you know, really on to something. But without the action, your intentions mean nothing. So we have to make sure that we are implementing. Develop a plan to make that decision tangible and achievable. You kind of come up with a project plan related to your decision, and then you assign those things to different people that are on your team. If that's something you're not sure how to do, you're like, I've got this huge project I need to do tree in, and I want to believe in my team, and I need to delegate it and get it off my table. I've been there, done that, totally understand. So if you feel like you're in that position right now, reach out. I mean, I can completely help with different... Project plans, if you've got something that's on the table over the next couple months and you just need help chunking that down, I'm really good at figuring out what's in the gap there. And finally, number seven, okay, you've done it. You've implemented it. You've given it some time, and this is key. Give it some time and space. Now's your chance to, number seven, review your decision and really evaluate what your outcomes were. So after some sort of predetermined amount of time, give yourself a timeline here, which is something that you did in step one of that decision making progress process where you really took an honest look at how long you were going to let this decision fly. So first of all, did you feel like you solved the problem or answer the question? Did you meet the goals that you set out for this project or this change? If so, take note of worked really well for your future. If not, let's look at that. We're not going to call it a mistake because you tried. Mistakes are proof that we tried, right? And as you begin the decision-making process again, now maybe you're going to go back to that section where we identified alternatives and you're going to go, okay, I chose this one because the pros outweighed the cons, but some of those cons maybe showed up differently than I thought that they were going to. So remember, number seven is our favorite because it gives us that growth mindset. What could we do to be even better? What could we do to see some progress, okay? So bonus here, depending on the decision that you're making, you may want to use something like a mind map or, you know, it's going to kind of look like a sports bracket depending on how many alternatives that you are seeing as solutions for your problem. So you can also create, you know, that classic, like I said, pros and cons list. Clearly highlight whether your options are things that are necessary and they are too much of a risk right? So if it was helpful, maybe share this with friends, family, have them follow the podcast. If you would like, we would be super appreciative of it. If you want help with something like a mind map, um, let me know and send us a DM. The best way to get a hold of us is through either Instagram or LinkedIn. All of the socials, we are at tree on top or hashtag be that create that you can definitely find us through that. But I would love to help you guys look at some of these decisions that you're making for your business and your team so that you can feel confident in what you are doing moving forward. And then as you are confident in those decisions, you're confident in the actions that you're taking and you also become confident in, unfortunately, it happens, but making mistakes. Again, mistakes are proof that we're trying. So let's get intentional with that growth mindset. Let's get intentional with the things we're trying to change or make better in our business And let's get past that feeling of overwhelm. Let's get past that stressed feeling. Let's get past that fear of making a mistake and start to make some real moves in our business and our teams. Until next time, thanks so much for joining the Be That, Create That podcast. And hopefully we will talk to you again soon. Get out there and be intentional.